Hey, it's Homer. It's level select. Yes, time for another level select. Every episode, I grab a guest or myself and figure out a game's best level, chapter, act, map, and so on. I sprinkle in some audio clips, developer history, and other intriguing aspects in or around the game in question, and boom! That said, what's on our plates this episode? Robert Beach? Well, me, it's... Spyro Enter the Dragonfly. After three Insomniac games, the rights to Spyro head to Universal, now in 2018, Vivendi Universal, and what a disaster. I mean, the, where to begin in, the, in this game? For reference, it clocked in a 48% on Metacritic, which is generous for a 2002 game. Looking at it today, 16 years later, almost 16 years later, I mean, that's it, it, not that's not a not a divisive critical reception in the game review biz. It's 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 trash. It's garbage. Now, look, I want to I want to retain level select as a voice of positivity and appreciation, but this this Spyro game killed two developers for a reason. Two developers, not just one. Well, the reason is the previous Spyro game of Year of the Dragon released in 2000 on the PlayStation 1. Now keep in mind, Spyro Enter the Dragonfly released in 2002 on the PS2. Universal pressured the developers to release in under two years. New developer, new engine, new hardware, no time. It was a full-on alpha game, and it was generous to call it an alpha game because it is broken. There are gated pathways you can easily easily glitch through. Funniest part is, once you step into the hub world slash starting area, you can glitch your way into the final boss. I can verify this because I did this years ago on accident. Again, less than two years to develop this game. Now, this is purely from a Wikipedia page, but it's still a damning set of stats. Now, the original goal of Spyro Enter the Dragonfly, from Wikipedia, that, that, that's, that's my source right now, was 25 levels. Okay, 25 levels, they failed on that. And 120 of the collectibles, the titular dragonflies to collect, also failed. And oh, 60 frames per second, which, if you see this game in motion, they completely failed. Oh my god, if you're complaining about games being 30, 30 frames per second, just take a look at this 2002 game. It's oh my god. It was god. Oh, this is it's a lot <laughs> the final game um, I guess in total clocked in at 90 of the collectibles in about nine levels 
And even then, the nine levels, I mean, like, the, the final one was just, like, this real... Uh, real boring boss fight. So technically, there's nine, but really, there's eight. There's only eight levels. Again, two years to develop this game. Less than that. This was Universal's attempt to cash in on the series. Rather than try something new, just attempt to ape the previous one. And they did! I mean, everything was there to make Enter the Dragonfly the next entry in the Spyro series, but it was not enough at all. It has the speedways, the, the abilities, the sound effects, the, the text, the pitter-patter of the NPCs, the, the, the composer of Stuart Copeland, the voice cast of, of Tom Kenny and, and the various other uh, characters that are there for like a hot second and, and leave. But anyway, and it's still hollow. It's still not great. I mean, the villain from the second game is back despite drowning, despite drowning in lava. He steals the dragonflies for revenge. You collect the dragonflies and fight him. There, done with the premise. That's it. And it's the weirdest conceit too. You have to return dragonflies back home, but they can fly. They can talk. Like the the, the previous three Spyro games had objects that cannot talk or or move because they're frozen dragons, ornate jewelry, or dragon eggs. I'll. <sighs> I'll get into more complaints later, but I just want to spend some time with the developers of this rushed affair. <laughs> and you will for sure not notice or can, can like spot these names out of the lineup anywhere because it's just like, you know, it's very much like one and done with them. So into the development, Spyro Entry of the Dragonfly released November of 2002 with two studios attached to the game, now defunct. Now the two developers, Equinox Digital Entertainment and Check Six Studios, were shut down after the release of Spyro Entry of the Dragonfly. And <laughs> as, 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 as one does, so this game was on the PlayStation 2 and GameCube, but in the works there were ports to the PC and Game Boy Advance, but they were tossed away, and so was another game Check Six Studios was developing in that very same year. It's a game that was cancelled a month before Spyro Entry of the Dragonfly was released. It's a game that had the publishing backing of EA and Fox Interactive. Again, a month before Spyro Entry of the Dragonfly, it was cancelled. I'll play, a, I'll play a clip of its uh, beta proto or pre-alpha footage from E3 2001 for you to find out. What's that you say? An Aliens game? Oh yes, it was the original Aliens Colonial Marines! Uh, same premise of a first-person shooter set in the universe of Aliens where you play as the Marines shooting up Xenomorphs. And taking place directly after the movie Aliens where Marines have to find out what happened to that initial Ellen Ripley-led team. 
and it, it looks pretty much as bad as you're expecting. It, I mean, after playing, no, 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 beating Sega's 2013 Aliens Colonial Marines myself, I gotta say, the only difference is graphics. <laughs> you start with shooting an egg and progress to killing four xenomorphs with ease, and xenomorphs just crawl toward you and, of course, take the entire scare out of the monster. You know, you just, just, just like walk right, right up to you in, in, in like a, a fully lit uh, room. No, no, no crawling around in the shadows. Like, you know, like you have the excuse of it, it being alpha footage, but it's. Still, you're making a first-person like shooter where your player character is like pretty much god in this game. You're the Doomslayer taking on Xenomorphs, which, come to think of it, I'll be pretty cool. But regardless, these are Marines. These are regular dumb-ass Joes taking on these these highly intelligent beings. Because you know, what better way to continue the legacy of Aliens the film? than to gun them all down like a one-man <laughs> wrecking crew. But I digress. Anyway, Equinox Digital Entertainment, the other side of the Spyro Entry of the Dragonfly coin here, developed three games before the demise with Spyro. So for clarification, Equinox Digital was not the lead developer on these three games, but more so for the cutscenes of those games. So I'll start with the self-explanatory Mech Warrior Mercenaries, an Activision-led game, Need for Speed, Porsche Unleashed, an EA Canada-led game, and a game I completely forgot existed and I had no idea that it starred this person. The Bruce Willis starring Game of Apocalypse, a Neversoft-led game to published by Activision. Now, it was a cardinal directional third-person shooter, which kind of just means that you're just using face, like the face buttons, you know, triangle, square, X, and circle, just to, just shooting like various directions, you know, like north, south, west, and east, and so on. Because, you know, you know, like the DualShock controller, the, the two little nubs that uh, came later in the PlayStation 1's um, life, didn't exist just yet. Didn't, didn't have that need. Now again, it was a third-person shooter set in this grim, dark future with the never-not-tired and quippy Bruce Willis, and my god, Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid millions to dress up and make puns, but I gotta say, like, Bruce Willis got paid millions to sit in a chair and just talking to a microphone for an hour, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, but I'm getting paid nothing. Not millions of dollars for or just making some canned ass quips. Both barrels in the chat shot. Oh, you want some too? Bring it on, baby. Guys need a little bit more lead in their diet. Shit! The President of the United States. Fellow Americans, it's my sad duty to officially announce the Reverend is dead. The Reverend's not dead. Now it looks like he's got the president in his back pocket too. And let us not rest until the criminal responsible for his death is torn limb from limb. Okay, that's bad. Need to find somewhere to lie low for a while. I know just the place. I'm gonna pay a little visit on my ex. Only my Mary could be warped enough to put a club in the middle of a cemetery. Trick or treat! Let's rock this party! 
Come get some! Why can't we all just get along? I'm not getting paid enough to do this crap! Now, this is, this is a real, like, ugly, ugly-ass game, too. It's it, 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 it just, like, there, there's, like, no color to it. It's completely desaturated. I mean, like, the, the, the joke of the 360 era of, like, every shooter has to be brown, grim, and just... A, a, oppressively bleak and like even here you are it's just like a a ps1 mapped um face of bruce willis shooting up various um goons that which by the way after you kill them they 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 they're like top half like explodes and all the all their blood just like starts like shooting up in the air and i think it's their heads that explode or like a but something happens where, where, where you just see their, their arms just flailing like Kermit wildly up in the air, just 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 to signify that they're dead. It's it's a, it's a it was a weird looking game. I I have a personal story attached to it, where like there was this um, PlayStation One demo disc to it, where I I, I didn't know that it, it starred Bruce Willis or even like it was known as Apocalypse, but. I, I I just played that first level, that, that that demo level, which was just the prison escape, and it's like, you know, this is fine and cool. This is this is a decent ass game, but I I just never cared to actually like put the effort into like figuring out like, I wonder what this game is or what what, what the name of it, because I sure like that game for like the the ten minutes I played of that demo. <laughs> Anywho. That's enough about the developers. Okay, now let me let me breeze through the rest of my thoughts on Spyro Entry the Dragonfly because there are a lot. Like I said, I really don't like this game, even though it's 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 trying to approximate what 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 what, uh, what the previous three, the the original trilogy of Spyro the Dragon games. No, those are some of my favorite games, uh, kind of all time. I mean, I, I want to say Spyro 2, kind of my favorite game of all time. If, if, if I really had to pick one, it's it's one I always come back to. So I, I'm just stage setting here for like like I, what I, what I see as this as a fan of that series, and and just like right off the back, like good lord, these these southeast. Asian accents done by the my mostly white at voice actors are just atrocious. <laughs> they, 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 they lean on in the uh, on Eastern influences a lot, especially in uh, Year of the Dragon, the, the third game in the series. But it, it doesn't go so far as white dudes doing an Asian accent of some sort, approximating that. But anyway. And also, why is Moneybags back? Why is that Merchant Bear back here to say like, Oh, well, I won't open this gates if you, if, you, if you give me like 200 gems, I'll give you access to the gates and open it for you. Why, why is he back for like a hot minute and then, then like, Bye, I'm out of here. I, and it's, it's like that for like another character too, where it's like, Oh yeah, remember me from the previous game? I'm here to talk to you for like a minute and like, uh, bye. But again, less than two years of development here. What can I say? Also, my gosh, the animations are abysmal. I mean, lip syncing, like, granted, this is the PlayStation 1. <laughs> the lip syncing, lip syncing on the NPCs are a joke. Again, this is the PS1, but trust me, like a couple years earlier, Insomniac did it much better in these cutscenes and, and just like in like various like idle chatter. You, it's, it's just, it's literally a 3D GIF, GIF, 
Sorry, I I always get those mixed up. Like I know it's it's gif, gif, gif. No, 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 no. It's it's not like the peanut butter. It, it's gif, gif. There we go. So they repeat wild gestures after a few seconds and just constantly repeat. If you look at them for more than ten seconds, what you do because there, there's a lot of um, voice acting involved here because like every NPC has to has to talk and give their whole spiel and, and then talk to you and all about that. And you know what I wish repeated the frame rate. If you, if you can't if you can't spot frame rate dives in video games or at all, play Spyro Enter the Dragonfly. It does this a lot, a lot more than I I, I suspected at all. Like you usually won't want to see like a review saying like, yeah, there, there's a lot of like frame rate dips here and there, and it's like, okay, I'm sure I'll notice it once, and then it won't be an issue again. But like, no, this is this is frequent enough to just just just. All right, well. Time to start drinking to make a game out of it. Like every time it dips a frame, get drunk after 10 minutes or so. Now, another thing. In three, Spider of the Dragon three, uh, Year of the Dragon, they introduce like, oh, hey, like every time you collect a dragon egg, they, they, they have, have a name attached to it. And now enter the dragonfly, they have the voice of Spyro. Hey, it's Tom Kenny. Say like, hey, it's such and such. Hey, it's Sarah. Or hey, it's Margaret. Now, these are, there are only like 90 of these dragonflies. I would say like half of them, or like a, let's say a quarter of them are kind of your your, your fairly standard, um, fairly standard names that you see out in the wild. Hey, there, there's a John, or there, there's a Mary, or and whatnot. But they just got ridiculous with these. I, I, I just didn't understand. Like it's, it's, it's like you, you have 90 names to, to choose, and you, and you pick Duckweed, you, you pick Doompa, you pick Bonky, Wonky, Morpheus, Coppertop, Neo. I mean, sure, like the Matrix is popular at the time. It was the early 2000s, but Foamy, Young, Scuttlebutt, Akira. I mean, okay, fine. Like, Akira reference in the movie. That's, that's, that's kind of neat, but Flavy, Lawrence, Rashomon, Karen, Damsel, Shadow. What? What? Or are you guys like you know? It's a great name to give a pet. I I I don't get it. You, like it's just were you guys trying to be funny? I don't know. And another thing, there's just not enough variety in levels in how you use your attack or gliding abilities. Because let's be honest, these are baby games. These are like real simple platformers. There's not a lot of challenge to them. But Enter the Dragonfly really makes it clear that this this is super easy. Because all you have, the charge ability, your flame ability, and the, the ability to glide to places and jump. And that's really it. It, it, it was, it, it didn't try to like, re, like try to do like anything too fancy or like add new combat to it. It's it just, the, the whole point of it is just like, all right, he, it's a platformer, but there's also some puzzle elements and trying to figure out the, the these how to defeat an enemy in some cases, or how to uh, progress to the, the end of the level by doing this, these, these couple of challenges, or like activating some some generators and so on. But here, they, they just give you powers of some sort of like different breath ability, which fine, cool, but like if you use it, use it in interesting ways, which they kind of don't, it, it's pretty obvious what they're doing. With it. They, they, they kind of like projected like pretty far in advance. But they give you like, but it doesn't present a puzzle for you to solve so much with the small small amount of tools granted. They they give you electricity or ice powers to to switch to and fix it. You you have 
yeah, yeah, you have a gate that's like, oh, it's clearly got the ice symbol on it. You gotta use your ice powers to go do that. Enter the Dragonfly doesn't have enemies disguised as bushes awaiting to eat you or wizards shifting the landscape for you to figure out like, okay, like when can I go on this platform? When is this platform gonna move? When can I flame the guy to make them stop? And and, and so on. Like, there's, there's little challenge to the actual platforming section of it. And that's part of the reason why I just didn't enjoy this at all. And another thing, like, why is Spyro driving a tank? Can someone just like, explain that to me? Like, wh wh why does Spyro have to be in in, in a in like a Resident Evil style tank and, and just firing at different different targets? If they, they just got bored, or they just think like this, this, this game's way too derivative, and it just like they have to have vehicles in it because it's just like, oh well, you know, what's 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 better than playing as a as a fire breathing dragon but being in a tank? Wait, wait. Wait a second, like, why am I playing a minigame where a fire-breathing dragon with wings is piloting a plane? What? I, it's, this is almost as baffling as seeing Sonic drive a car. I mean, I get it for the Sonic Racing series, where he's just driving a car to, to you know, keep it like a level playing field with the other characters. If you want to use that excuse, Sega, go right ahead. It's real easy. If I see that progressive commercial again, where like Sonic's driving a car, it, you, you just, you, like, you just, you just completely baffle me. Like, well, why is this being done? Like, this, this, this doesn't make any sense at all. Anywho, enough complaining about Intro the Dragonfly. Now let's let's try to like get to some enjoyable aspects of this game. The pick for Enter the Dragonfly is Luau Island. I'm not a fan of Spyro levels with water in them, where Spyro can swim in them. It, it, it just didn't really, it just it doesn't really appeal too much to me, because like a lot of the invisible boundaries do crop up, and it's just like I want to explore more, but it also like how vast is it? And so like there's just a lot of nothing. But Luau Island did the trick for me. It had personality, humor, decent side quests, and the type of level design familiar with the series up to that point. Now, good spiral levels don't have to don't have wide open areas to, to explore unless it's unless it fills in the real estate here. Honestly, this is where most of the most of um, Enter the Dragonfly levels fall flat for me. They're flat. S simply put, they're just. What you see, what you see is what you get. There's not 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 much to discover, or like not much to explore, or or much challenge to it. I mean, some some of the levels are vast, but they feel empty. It's it's the equivalent of touting your open world game map as larger than the last, but there's lots of nothing to do in it. Now, Luau Island isn't open. There are big rooms connected by tunnels, whether by like, you know, like hallways or, or like uh, going or, or you're swimming through tunnels to get to the other like big rooms that you're in. It, it doesn't feel empty. It has you or it's like, okay, you need to have this area where you like you know where you're going. There's platforms in place. Like okay, you're in this room, and there's there's an area where you can we can or you can uh, go through this hallway, or you can climb a little big, climb a little more, jump on a few more platforms to uh, reach the collectible. It was 
pretty simple. Like you swim to the next room rather than seeing a whole lot of nothing from a distance like other Enter the Dragonfly levels. It feels like a level suited to ease you into the game. It it definitely has the bumper rails up where you can where you can't fail a glide into losing a life. You, you just you're just back into the water, which definitely feels nice because just just the airy and cheerful tropical setting made Luau Island just just stand out for me. But I gotta say, like helping the caged pigs touring the island on vacation made it unique. <laughs> Now, the main drive for the level is Spyro rescuing vacationing pigs from enemies and also tiki people from eating them. And Spyro? He's a giant dick about it. He jokes about smelling a pig's friend in the distance and sarcastically notes saving pigs on vacation is what he was born to do. I mean, there's little to no sarcasm was displayed in Enter the Dragonfly besides here, if I remember correctly. Also, Billy West, Fry from Futurama or Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy, voiced every pig in this level. It's 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 fantastic. I mean, you have those obviously jokey names to it, like Hamlets or or Porkins, like a little minor um, Star Wars reference there. Again. It's great. I'll play a clip of these. Pyro, I heard you on the island, but I didn't believe it. You gotta help me. One of the Riptocks keeps calling me Ham Sandwich and asking me if I'd go better with mustard and mayonnaise. Good thing you saved me. I swear I could hear the sausage grinder calling my name. No problem. Saving pigs on vacation is what I was born to do. Thank you so much, Spyro. I just couldn't have handled being eaten for dinner. No problem. I'll keep a nose out for your friends. I think I can smell them roasting off in the distance. <laughs> Just kidding. So some other details <laughs> I also want to mention. It's it's the world of the last um, power you can unlock of the wing shield. Now this is easily the lamest power of Spyro's. It's... <sighs> It's not a flame breath, it's just like, like a, a random ability where like all it does is use Spyro's wings to just shield his head and, and just, you know, crouch down and, and just uses uh, wings as a deflection. It's, it's a deflection power, but defeating an enemy sometimes requires you to deflect their projectile back at them in a certain way, and it's important. It's imprecise as hell, and you only use it for one level. It just doesn't work. It's just completely useless, and it's just this weird bit of like, oh, this is not enjoyable at all. And, and like every time I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to deflect here, it's bouncing the other way. It's not hitting this this enemy. And like, why am I doing this? I I, I can just easily just ignore this enemy and move on. And that's what I did every time because just using that ability just just didn't. It just didn't feel right at all. And so another little detail, you save pigs from cages, which also opens up. So another like, another, like little detail about it. This is something I actually like liked and, and kind of saw later on in the game. So again, like Enter the Dragonfly isn't that great of a game. So some of these positive notes are a little bit reaching here once I get into the meat of it. Now, you save pigs from cages, but there are also like hallways that, 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 that have bars up, up against it. I mean, it's, 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 
It's completely poor, poorly designed, but whatever. So you save pigs from cages, which also open you to more of the level and opens a way back to the start of the level. So most, if not all, Enter the Dragonfly levels have this, but the in-game excuse for it seemed like one of, the mo one of the more plausible of the bunch here. It's a good way to pull off the usual cyclical nature of 3D platformer levels Spyro has. You reach the end of the level and find a way back. You reach the end of the level to and find a way, a way to return back to the start of the level. That way you can just head to another part of the level without repeating the same steps from earlier. If you're looking to do a side quest, you skipped or scouting for more collectibles. Granted, pretty much like I want to say like. Mm, a good three three fourths of the levels in previous Spyro games also had this. So what, so what I want to focus now on are the side portals. From the second game in the series onward, there's these quirky and offbeat sections of levels doing odd jobs for allies or or the level inhabitants. I enjoy them because it fleshes out the levels and adds a bit more characterization to the NPCs. It also allows for like these little like, cute moments or like the, like real like um, go save a cat from a tree type situations. You know, like, it, 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 it's far far less you trying to save the world or s save the realms and, and just like no, you're you're just a you're just a good 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 person. I mean, granted, you you did you do get something out of it, you know, like an, another collectible. Because you know, it, it, it still has this like weird, like utilitarian aspect about it. like because video games are weird about that. Because you you always have to do a reward for for doing good, but that's another conversation with video games. I'm just talking about a real bad game from 2002 here. So these like odd jobs and uh, random side missions, it, it gives you an excuse to play as another character or be in a vehicle of some sort or, or turrets or enter a shooting gallery, race other NPCs, corral sheep or skateboard, which the third game did in two separate levels. And it wasn't entirely terrible, but you know, you know it was 2000. It, 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 it came out right around right around the time Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I, I believe, came out. They're a little ahead on the game on that, and like I mentioned earlier, Enter the Dragonfly side portals, you know, side missions just seem so uninspired. There's hardly anything re like remarkable about most of them. I mean, like, okay, here's another tedious vehicle segment, speedway segment. Here's another mediocre platforming segments. I mean, like there's just one, one platforming segment as just like, like I don't want to say an exact replica, but it's it's the same thing. Another level in another uh, spiral game did. You can climb these ladders, and, and there's ladder things like uh, attached to a big tower. You have to scale, and. It, it was just like, okay, cool, this seems like a challenge, and it's like, no, this is just boring and frustrating, and the frame rate's awful, and none of this makes sense. Now, I say all this, just leveling so much crap on Enter the Dragonfly here with their side missions, but 
These are fairly tame. Entirely excuses itself from my criteria of, of it being like, oh, you're in a vehicle. Oh, these, these are just, these are, these are just like dumb excuses to like waste your time. But it's kind of not in some cases. So like I said earlier, Enter the Dragonfly just is just full on like uninspired. These Enter the Dragonfly side missions are just, they're equally uninspired. Here's another tedious vehicle segment. Here's another speedway segment that I've done a bunch of times before in other Spyro games. Here's another mediocre platforming section, which I have to use my lightning breath to turn on these rods within a certain amount of time, or they all go, mm, I'll go away, and they don't work. The uh, side missions here in, in uh, Luau Island are fairly decent. I mean, I, I'll start off the boring one first, and um, you have a uh, side mission, and it's a it's a race, and it's a race to capture the most baby manta rays for Hunter, your, your cheetah ally who's who's here, and you know, like cropped up in the previous games before. Like, hey, want to do this weird thing? And then like y'all like, come on, I'll race you, or come on, let's see who can collect the most. And you know, you know it, it, it's 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 sporting good fun, like. Again, like it, it, it fleshes out the level. It, 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 you know, like adds a little bit of like a free spiritedness to to the. It adds, it adds to the like. Well, this game's not all about trying to stop the bad guys. It's also about like just exploring the world and and just enjoying being in and all of its little like intricacies. So again, it. It's a race to capture the most baby manta rays of Hunter because the enemy scared him off, yada yada. Again, it's a kid's game, but all you're doing is just <laughs> riding a manta ray and firing nets at uh, baby manta rays. Again, it, it's, it doesn't last too long and it's a decent excuse for that. It's fine. But the other thing too, the other uh, side mission I wanted to talk about was the drum section. Now, <laughs> this is the right kind of dumb. So you, you enter this drum section of the game, like you, you don't realize it at first, but uh, you you have one of the one of the tiki idols on on this level, which is also an enemy in this level, which is a little weird. You're, you're talking to them and you're just like, here, come play to the drums for us, and it, it, it's it's just Simon says you're just mimicking what, what the the um, placement of the drums they're doing, which like it's easy enough. So again, it's a fun little diversion. Help the Tiki Idols practice for the Touring Pigs, which they may or may not be roasting, which is weird. Because again, like you, you, you can attack them. They're their enemies, the, the Tiki Idols. You see Tiki Idols with sausages on a stick? Does, does that mean the Tiki Idols invite the the pigs to the island to eat them? Is is the drug is is the drum performance just a guise to fool the bourgeoisie Hawaiian shirt wearing capitalist pigs? Huh? See <laughs> This is the odd stuff that helps define a spiral game for me. Just just this weird out of nowhere stuff, like well like like one side mission you'll you'll be helping helping a dog catch some fish and you, you slowly become their friend. And another one, you're, you're just like, oh, please, I, I'm Little Bo Peep, please corral my sheep for me. 
Because that's another thing like I, I enjoyed about some of these spiral levels where like there, there, there's some crossover between them. Because you go to go to two worlds and full of um, pelicans, and another one is full of full of these like pink blobs of some sort. But you play both that you play one level, and it's like, oh, these pelicans are bad are the bad guys here, and I'm attacking them. And then you play the the other level, and it's like, oh, these pink blob things are are attacking the pelican homeworld, and and just like, huh? So th there's there's a war between the realms here. It's like that that's an interesting dynamic there. That's pretty neat. So again, just just having like little bits of detail, oof, like little meta stories within those levels besides just the whole like oh you gotta get this person you gotta get enough of these orbs to challenge these people the levels should be weird and atypical they, they should be noteworthy because they're odd like let's let's have a level where it's all like a bunch of farmers but they're also robots i mean an another level that kind of got close to that was the um monkey monastery and I mean, it kind of, you know, it's kind of obvious what's going to be like. Okay, you're in this, you're in this level, and what, what is it? Oh, there's monkeys, and they're monks. That's the joke. <laughs> I mean, it's still like, okay, yeah, that's that's fine for a kids game. Like, oh, I get it, cause 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 they're monkeys. Yeah, cool. Okay, all right, that's that's nice, but. Since we're talking about Monkey Monastery, I'm just going to jump right into the honorable mentions. So there's only like really just two that stuck out to me, and it, it wasn't it wasn't that close because it, it, Luol Island just didn't didn't really it, it it seemed like the least offensive level to begin with because some of these just just seemed like it, it, it either like didn't try or, or just didn't seem like it would be that that noteworthy. So you had one level where like Honey Marsh and you just had Tom Kenny <laughs> the voice of SpongeBob just do like a pro prospector voice, which was neat. Welcome to Honey Marsh, Spyro. Them Rick Doc critters have messed this here place up, but good. I tells you what, I'll make you a deal as sweet as honey. There are some honey stills draining all the honey from Honey Marsh. You help us get rid of them, and any of them there dragonflies you're going on about that you find along the way, you can keep. But it had this real, like, uh, honeycomb theme going. Where like you know, like the the enemies you're facing are sometimes bees and like everything's just 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 dramatically yellow, and then you had uh, Monkey Monastery to it, which had like probably my favorite tr um, background music track in the entire game. It's real good. So I want to say like those two levels are probably the closest I would get to like it's like you know like if, if Lua Island wasn't there, I would have picked one of those two. But what really dropped them for me was not just having like the, the, these real bad like vehicle sections where like okay let's uh, let's just put let's put Spyro in a tank or like let's 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 have it as a another speedway here like okay like you haven't done this a million times before in previous Spyro games like well, why are you doing it again 
and yet they both had the same those same bad slide races that function exactly like the one in Mario 64. I forget what, it, what level it is, but you, you guys know where you you all know what I'm talking about here. That one where you're, you you can't jump, but you can you can jump to kind of slow yourself down, but you're still trying to like uh, swerve your way around this this long slide with like various like uh, various gaps or, or like these icicles that keep falling down the same principle applies and it was it was just agonizing to play because like i got like I, I'm, I'm not here for for these types of challenges and it's like i, I want to explore the world i want to collect gems and and and, and and solve things and it's just like this is this is a bad tacked on side objective to do here it, it's just not enjoyable at all but again less than two years to develop on a new console. Bottom line, Lua Island is probably the best level uh, from the worst Spyro game. I'm, probably, I'm just gonna say that this is the worst Spyro game. Cause like, I, I'm sure the um, Skylander, Skylanders ones were proficient and the, the, the um, Elijah Wood, yes, I, I, I said that correctly, Elijah Wood and Gary Oldman Spyro trilogy Yes, they starred in all three of those games because why not? You know, why why not have like a Spyro game with with a lot of lore and a lot of voice acting? Why not? I I'm sure those were, those games were perfectly fine, but this one just just being buggy as hell and again beating the first just just right out the gate you can just easily just hack just uh, glitch yourself right into the front final boss by accident, just like me. I can tell you what's not an accident, and it is subscribing to patreon.com slash bnb. It is our Patreon, and you, you really have to log in and uh, actually like manually put it in, so it's really hard to say like, whoops, I'm just subscribed to a Patreon by accident. I don't know what happened. I just gave him 10 bucks a month for, for no good reason at all. It was not my design at all. I just somehow slipped and fell and onto the keyboard and also onto this onto my mouse. Conveniently enough, hitting the I want to subscribe to patreon.com slash PNB because I don't know, maybe I do want to hear PNB FM, the PNB Network's um, music podcast, game music podcast. Or I don't know, maybe I want to hear basketball um, beef talks with michael jones and and tl foster who knows you might slip up too if you go to patreon.com slash pnb now that should do it for level select this week i know i know no no i'm not a, that big of a fan doing solo shows but we'll see how this goes so please check out our patreon and you can get it for less than the cost of a crunch wrap supreme which is like three dollars and 29 cents and that's with that's without tax so you gotta add in like another like oh, i don't know like 20 cents to it man it's just you're just up to like three and a half dollars then like wh why use that it's just like a whole bunch of carbs it's just a tostada and a wrap and some lettuce it's not filling at all you can't just just get that you gotta go for something like a oh i don't know <clears throat> you gotta go for something along the lines of a chicken quesadilla or if, if, if you're feeling really adventurous you, you know like a 
double XL burrito. I, I don't know what those are called. I, or like a, um, a, a chumbo wumba. Like that's a Taco Bell thing, right? <clears throat> Three bucks a month. Give it a shot. Again, that should do it for level selects. And stay tuned for the next episode where we will be talking about Ratchet and Clank going mobile. Now that is entertainment.